Hey guys, welcome to the first official podcast, unofficial podcast for Mozart fan site dedicated to Most Archer and all things soaps and related to and unrelated to Most Archer. My name is Brittany, I am your host, and I am here with my co-host, Jordan Adler. You know what's up? How's it going, Jordan? Doing pretty good. How are you? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm excited for this. I hope you guys listening will be excited for this too. This is our, our first, a long-awaited yeah podcast that we've been talking about doing for a long time but haven't had the time or anything to to get around to doing it um so what we're going to talk about in today's first first podcast is definitely we're going to dive into what a little bit about ourselves first and foremost so that you the audience know who we are and why we're doing this secondly we're going to dive into one life to live why what brought us to soaps how we got into soaps some of our favorite character storylines like that and then we're gonna really dive into jerry redorn who recently passed away who played clint buchanan on one life to live yeah so, so jordan if you'd like to share first a little bit about yourself um well i'm a i've been a, a radio personality for 11 years well, I've been I've been in radio media for eleven years, and I'm a podcast host. I make um, videos and run a few YouTube channels. I live stream video games and stuff like that, and I make content. I love like entertaining people. So when you wanted to uh, do this podcast with me, I was like, okay, I'll do it with you because I love um, Melissa Archer. And I love wanting to live in General Hospital. Mm-hmm. And so so I wanted to do this with you. And I'm glad we're doing it together. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome that you've, you know, been in the entertainment business in a sense, behind the scenes doing, you know, radio yeah. and podcasts and all that. I'm new to podcasts. I've done I've been featured on some of your podcasts to talk about Melissa Archer and the fan page that I've been managing for for, it seems forever for now, but yeah. um, and and stuff. But I've never actually sat down and actually done a podcast myself with anybody um, on like a what's going to be a regular thing. Um, so I'm really excited to dive into this new adventure and to do it with you um, and stuff. And a little bit about me is I, you know, came to be a soap opera fan. I was raised on soaps, passions, days of our lives, um, stuff like that. And then I came to be. A, getting into One Life to Live through when Melissa Archer joined back in 2003. And then I just kind of developed a love and passion strictly for One Life to Live. And then after One Life to Live got canceled and the reboot got canceled, you know, that's when a lot of fans migrated to General Hospital because a lot of the original cast from One Life to Live migrated over to there. And that kind of dived me back into the soap opera world as well as, you know, Days of Our Lives when Melissa was on there for the short amount of time she was um, and stuff. And, you know, I've been running um, Most Arch Fan Site on Facebook and other platforms since 2010. November 23rd of 2010, I believe, is when I first launched it on Facebook. So it's, it's and, been almost... Uh, that's that's when we started. That's when mm-hmm. we met, too. Yeah, no, we definitely did meet through that platform, through that, you know, because yeah. I wanted to help, you know, kind of gather... Most Archer's fans, you know, in a place where that they, they can come and talk all things Melissa Archer, the the things we like about her character, and the things that we may not like about her character, the storylines that they put her in, 
and uh, the good and the bad, the pretty, the ugly, and just all things soaps and anything that Melissa mm-hmm. Archer has done and will do and and everything. Mm-hmm. So safe to say that we're both soap opera fans, you know, still to this very day. Um, we miss yeah. our soap and uh, whatnot. But outside of soaps, you know, you, you do your radio things like that. I typically work regular customer service type jobs and stuff, but um, I'm also in college. But, um, you know, I'm also a, an animal lover. Um, I have a, yeah. a, a, a zoo of animals, we'll say. But, <laughs> well, getting into that too much here, but, you know, just a little bit about us as the people that you guys will, you know, be listening to as the hosts and stuff. And I don't know if you've had the opportunity to ever meet Melissa, but I had the, the opportunity to meet her at the no, final. No, I want to so bad. Yeah, I know. I would love to meet her again, too. But I got to <laughs> meet her and the cast at the One Life to Live Final Fan Club Weekend um, when I was 18. Hard to believe. Wow. I was... I was just an adult and then yet still a kid at the same time so and you know now we're hmm. up there in age so so yeah you know but have you had ever had any opportunities to interact with melissa through social media as far as like her twitter or instagram posts or anything like that so i know I have- um she uh she liked a few of my tweets and my Facebook um, replies. Nice, nice. Same here. Yeah, I've, I've had quite a few uh, birthday shoutouts from her through Twitter. There was, uh, and there was one time where I was trying to get her to be a guest on my podcast, but mm-hmm. um, she liked it, but uh, I didn't hear anything back. So, yeah, no, I mean, it, it can definitely be hard to get in touch with, you know, people in the entertainment business because they have, yeah. they, you know, they they like. For I think a majority of them like to keep that separation from you know their fans to their personal and, and stuff and that that's completely understandable and, and not only that but it can be hard to book them on you know radio shows tv shows like that because you have to go through the right channels if you know how to do that yeah yeah that that part is hard because i've had problems with managers in the past where they would just you know see my email and then not reply to it for like a, for, for a few months and mm-hmm. then or don't apply to it at all and just be like so rude about it and yeah. like that's messed up yeah so. no i understand that completely you just say maybe one of these days who knows maybe you know if things turn out maybe who knows if this podcast is successful maybe somehow you know melissa will love to be a, a guest on this podcast uh who knows um, yeah, who knows? Anything is possible. Um, yeah. And, and whatnot. But um, what would you say some of your, like, favorite pastimes are from One Life to Live? Whether it's storylines, characters that you like, dislike. Let, let's touch on that a little bit. Uh, just that just that first time seeing Melissa on One Life to Live, I was like, wow, this girl is amazing and beautiful. I had a crush on her ever since <laughs> I saw her. Like, I, I can't believe I, I was that. Like, I was hooked on Mind to Live after that. I think a lot I of people were. It. I watched it because of her at one point. Then I started to get into the the uh, the, the storylines. So like, okay, this this is actually pretty cool. Mm. My mom, my mom was watching it ever since the beginning. Oh, nice. So she would watch it, and then she would tell me all about it. Tell me all these crazy storylines. How this guy killed this guy, and this girl had sex with this girl. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then, yeah. then I, okay, I, was, I was like, okay, and then I was like way too young to be involved in soap operas back then. 
Well, I think. But, 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 but she would tell me anyways because it was entertaining. Yeah. No, so to hear her talking about it. Yeah. No, that, that's awesome that, you know, you, your your mom was already a, a fan and was, had you kind of raised up on One Life to Live. And then yeah. you yourself got hooked to, on it because of Melissa Archer coming in as Natalie Balsam at the time. And, and I think she did draw in a lot of new fans or already fans because of the, just the dynamic of what her character brought I really, to the um, table. I really liked her and John together. I really loved that. Really loved that um, that connection between both those characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree on that. Yeah, I, that I, uh, I really loved like the whole like Cutter storyline of him with that girl. I've, I've got I've got her name. But Stacy? No, not yeah, Stacy. No, no it wasn't Stacy. Stacy was uh, Gigi's sister. She was blonde. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Um, I'm sure it'll come to us at some point, but I know who you're yeah. talking about. When they did that whole, like... Brother-sister type thing where they played brother and sister, then uh, behind the scenes they were actually lovers, and they were trying yeah. to get money from Clint and Rex and stuff. And they put some kind of something in the air vent, and... Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely an, an interesting storyline for sure. Would you say what other storylines, if any, that you you really liked or want to? Like, oh, I like the whole on? like the whole Todd thing. Mm-hmm. I really liked like when every time he would do something crazy, I would be so so like so like into it. And then like I went. When John went to GH, I was like, John's going to be a vampire now? Okay, cool. <laughs> right, because he was originally on there back <laughs> yeah. in, what, the 90s with, uh, um, on General Hospital? Yeah. And yeah. They, he's on there again, so. Yeah, he's been on there since, well, since he went over as, as John, and then they split him and Natalie up, which I think <laughs> made a lot of fans mad. I know I was mad about that dynamic. Yeah, they, they should have just brought her on, too. The, uh, yeah, no, I know. I definitely agree. I think, I, I mean, I'm glad that, you know, Melissa decided to stay on with One Life to Live, but I think they could have just, they could have, I think they really destroyed a lot of the, the, what ABC did to wrap up the the storylines, the love stories that fans for decades, for years wanted to pan out. And then when that shift happened between some going GH and then the reboot of One Life to Live, they completely ruined. You know, they were starring Cole with their daughter Hope. And then, you know, her going over to General Hospital, they killed them off. And it's like, no, you know. And then same (laughs) thing with, with, uh, you know, John Natalie. They made it to where he... I think the plot was that he had cheated on her or something. Um, oh, man. Or something like that. I can't remember exactly. But, you know, for us Jolie fans, you know, that was in game for us. You know, we got it on ABC. But um, Cole, Cole and them wasn't in the reboot, was they? So, so Kristen Alderson, who plays Star, she went over to one uh, over to General Hospital. She wasn't on the reboot, though. Yeah. Okay. And neither was Cole or uh, Hope because... For them crossing over to General Hospital, they end up killing off the characters Cole and Hope, which I just yeah. think was horrible story yeah. writing. You know, but to you know, kind of jump onto my own train here. Maybe, maybe maybe their contracts ran out. You know. You yeah. Know. 
Yeah, who who knows? I mean, there was a lot of. I know that Melissa, you know, when that time was going on, there was a lot of discussions with um, the cast on who was going to go over to General Hospital, who was going to go over to you know Prospect Park for the reboot of One Life to Live, and and stuff. And I'm, I'm again, I'm glad, I'm thankful that they you know attempted to bring it back, but at the end of the day, yeah. it's just like they should have just left it alone, honestly. But you know, it it was a a, a it's something that they were attempting to try that hadn't been done they should have they, they should have kept soaking it oh no i i agree completely and, think. and just put and just put it on there instead of having it online yeah no i yeah. i agree you know but i think some of my favorite storylines was definitely anything and everything with moss archer of course i mean there was things that i didn't think there was things I didn't like that they she did storyline-wise, but I liked her acting in it. You know, like the whole um, her and Carter Wentworth in the reboot. I was not a fan for that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't a fan of her and... Um, can't think of his name. Um, when she first joined oh. to Live. Oh, um, yeah. I know, I know. I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the we'll just call him the psycho guy. <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> um, I mean, he was a brilliant actor and stuff. I just, I think a lot of the scenes that they had together was really good and, and the acting that um, Corbin Blue was that the thing that you're talking about? No, not Corbin Blue. The the um, the guy that he passed away a couple years ago um, or last um, year or so, Moscow or Roscoe or something like that. I can't remember his yeah. his, his character's name off the top of my head, but um. I'm sure it'll come to me, but you know, you know, I, it was like a love hate relationship with that type of storyline. But I loved anything with her and John. I loved and hated the storyline between her and Marty. Uh, I got to a point where I just just absolutely disliked the character of Marty for the way she treated Natalie, especially pushing her off and trying to kidnap baby Liam and stuff. Yeah, and whatnot. But I think those are some of the highlights for me as far as like storylines that involved Melissa Archer and stuff. I loved her and and um, Jared together. Jarly. I was a Jarly fan, you know, but at the end of the day, it was always going to be Jolie. Do you, do you think, um, do you think soap, do you think soap actors can be on two different soaps at, at the same time? Or do they have to be on one different, like a one separate one? I think... That's kind of hard because with soap operas, there's so much in demand for them script-wise. Yeah. Versus, you know, a typical TV show. they probably do it like every single day. Well, not only that, but they they do so much. Yeah. They film so many scenes. Um, so I think, you know, if it was like a part-time gig on one soap and then a full-time thing on the other, maybe if there was a, a schedule conflict, but I would say more likely it wouldn't be possible. Yeah. You know, I mean, now if they're able to do... Because I know, like, with Melissa, you know, when she was still filming One Life to Live, she was also starting to get into indie films. Um, yeah. And that's when she did Excuse Me for a Living, which was her first film. Um, and and everything. And she's just kind of done different projects over the years since then. So. And she was uh, directing a few, a few of them, yeah. too, right? I believe so, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, I would have to do some further research on, on to that to say yes or no to that. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she had. Because I know that she's done some projects with 
other cast members to where, you know, she has been a, a director and stuff like that. So it's very well possible, but I'm not, again, 100% sure on that. But, you know, um, I was, um, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was really um, happy uh, when I saw uh, Brittany Underwood on Hollywood Heights back in 2010 or 2011, wherever that was. Yeah, I never got. I never watched that. I never. Saw that. It was. It was. It was. It was really good. I'm so. I was mad that they stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. But she. She was really good on it. Yeah, I mean. I liked her too. <laughs> yeah, I loved her as Langston. I loved Kristen Alvison as Star. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of cast members that I really enjoyed watching and their work. You know, I think another storyline that I really got into was when Star got pregnant as a teen parent. I think that was a very, very touchy subject, especially at that time frame, because it was a big hot topic. You know, yeah, for teen teen pregnant. I don't know if you yeah. know, if you heard huh? me or not. I don't know if I cut off or not. Yeah, you did. You did. Okay, sorry about that, you. guys. But um, <laughs> going back to the whole star and, and teen pregnancy, it was a big thing back in that in that time. It still is today, but I think it was just a really big um, storyline that was showing how you know during teen pregnancy how it you know it's unplanned, you yeah. know, and how to na- try to navigate it and handle it at such a young age. And, um, and and whatnot. It, it was a storyline that really impacted me personally, just because I was not myself, but I had a, a best friend that was in a, that same situation um, when we were teenagers. Yeah. And uh, and stuff. So you know, I I could relate to it. Um, I had a I had a friend that that was pregnant when she was very young too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I I mean I I know a lot of people that had babies when they were teens and stuff like that but you know it, it's good that when you know soap operas and any any show really can you know write that storyline into it and to navigate the options that's available and and everything yeah and it was it was uh, it was actually very big back then you know it was all mm-hmm. and that was all going around yeah no for sure I, th- I don't think it's as big of a t- talking subject as it is was you know but I think it's still a very big topic in itself that's just not really much as discussed as it previously was but still very much does happen in, in, in young years I wanna I wanna talk about you being like of people thinking people thinking that you are Melissa Archer <laughs> I just I think that's hilarious cause well, I think can I, like can they can I tell that it's a fan site, not the real one? Yeah, no, I, I I've been mistaken for for Melissa many <laughs> many times over the years, you know, and that's where I make it as distinct and direct. I get like I I, I I get I get I get mistaken as the bald Jordan Ather. That's 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 an author that lives in that lives in California. Like, I get messages about like about him all the time on my messages. Yeah tell me that they like my book i'm like okay thanks but i don't, mm. I don't have a book 
I mean, for me, I, I think it's a great honor for people to call me Melissa, but it's like at the end of the day, I'm not Melissa. I'm not here to claim to be Melissa. I never have and I never will. Uh-huh. I'm here to just be a fan, support her and what she does, you know, in her career, whether, whether that's soap operas, you know, online web series, movies, or anything and everything far in between. But, you know, but I always do make it a point to inform each person whether it's through a post uh or a direct message if they message me through the fan pages and stuff that you know i manage and and made and stuff saying hey you know this isn't melissa archer this is just a fan my name's you know Brittany peacock and um it's just a fan dedicated page she's not associated to the page in any way she perform now let me backtrack that a little bit because i say she's not associated but in some capacity she is associated because Back in 2013 or so, I believe, is when she came to like the page herself and and her family. I will say that, you know, as an admin, you get to see who has recently liked the page and stuff and who, who supports it. So I know that mm-hmm. some of her family supports it, which I, I absolutely adore them for that, you know, and, and stuff. So, you know, and Melissa has interacted on the page herself, whether it's liking posts or commenting and, and stuff before. So or, or making videos for it. Yeah. You know, I always try to, you know, that's something that I initiate, you know, I through cameo since she doesn't have her fan club anymore and stuff, you know, it's like my gift to her other fans from me, whether it's a holiday or whatever the case may be, you know, if I, if so I can. You're, so you're like the only like fan club right now. I wouldn't say that, but you know, I hold one of the main ones. Well, I would say I'm a, I'm a huge fan of hers. I'm, uh, you know, I'm a big supporter yeah. of her, and and I, you know, I want to give back to the fans that you know help support the fan page because without the the support, it wouldn't be anything. Um, yeah. You know, and it, it, it's come a long way. You know, and I'm I'm happy with that. You know, and that's why, you know, as someone that is a fan and and stuff and that tries to reach as many of her other fans as I can I think if what other platforms what other ways can I reach more of Melissa's fans because not all her fans are going to be on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram um, or anything like that so it's like I'm going to try to get out there in the social media world and try to meet and reach as many of her fans as I possibly can because I like to enjoy you know meeting other fans of hers and you know and sharing that common interest and not just melissa archer as melissa archer but you know her character natalie or her character serena or whatever the case may be and just soap operas in general sorry my dogs are barking in the background sorry guys just just you you, you may hear barking dogs in the background Please, we both uh, have dogs ignore that <laughs> Brittany has snakes and dogs. I have dogs. Oh, I don't. Wheels. So. I have more than just those two types of animals. But okay, Brittany has a zoo, and I have just two dogs. Yeah, I have have a little (laughs) mini zoo. It's not like a petting zoo, but. (laughs) um, Yeah. Pony. I wish I had a pony. I don't have a pony. Me too. But um. So you know. One thing I, I really would like to touch on in, in this time is to dive into Jerry Verdorn. He was he played Clint Buchanan, I believe, from 2008 up until the reboot. Prior to that, I he believe, was in the reboot, right? Yeah, he was on. It was it. He was definitely in the reboot. Yeah. Um. Like he's in. He's in. He's in. The, he's in the first scene of the reboot. Yeah, I believe he is. Yeah, because I. Uh, 
Yeah, because I on on iTunes, you fans can buy the the reboot. Yeah. Um, I bought it. I have it. You know, so yeah. do I. Um, and I was able to buy the um, theme song from the reboot through iTunes as well. Yeah. Um, because it's it's a catchy tune, you know. But Jerry Vidorn, he recently passed because he was struggling with cancer and. You know, um, cancer is, it's a hard thing to, to battle. I don't have, I've never, I don't, I've never had it myself personally, but I have had people close to me that have had it that, you know, didn't make it either, you know, but I really just want to touch on his legacy and the amazing work he did on One Life to Live. I also want to say that he was on Guiding Light. I didn't watch a whole lot of Guiding Light when it was on air. I, only, I don't. I don't even know what that. I, I, I don't know what that is. It was a, another soap opera that was canceled. I don't know exactly what year it was canceled. Hmm. The only reason why I know about Guiding Light is because one of my other favorite actresses played on it back in I believe like the nineties. Um, she <laughs> played as Michelle, or something like that, and uh, she was portrayed by Bethany Joy Lenz, um, who is also known in other things, but, um, hmm. you know, so he was on that show as well. Again, I, I, I can't, I don't know anything about his character that he betrayed on that show. So I'm not going to dive into a lot of that myself. I just want to, you know, give him the respect from his one life to live role. Cause that's what for me and probably you, Jordan, we know him from. Yeah. I only know him. I only know him from there. You know, he, he, he was not the original Clint, you know, but he did, he, re, he took over the role, and I believe in 2008, and he really brought a new energy to the soap, is the best way for me to put it. You know, I love the dynamic between him and Melissa Archer and the chemistry that they shared it on screen as father and daughter. Because um, if we compare his personality character-wise as Clint and Melissa's character as Natalie, they're like two peas in a pod, you know, yeah, hard-headed, stubborn, you know, and, and they try to do things the right way. And then and somehow it ends up not being the right way as far as like protecting their family or making decisions and stuff, you know, whereas yeah. Jessica, uh, played by Brie Williamson, they also had a good chemistry as well, you know, but she was more like Vicky, um, you know, the very, um, Vicky, Vicky. you know, so, you know, and not only that, but they <laughs> also had, um, by, uh, multiple personality disorder. Yeah. Um, which I think was a very interesting storyline for both of them. Yeah. That know? was pretty cool. And then having to see Clint, Jerry Vidorn navigate that as a father and a grandfather, you know, and stuff like that. He really, he he, he had amazing storylines. The only storyline I didn't care for that I can recall off my head that he did was him and Kimberly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't really into the whole Kimberly thing. Mm-mm. She and was I a think- little bit too much of a bad bitch. <laughs> Let's try to keep it PG. Sorry. <laughs> bad bitch. <laughs> right, but, no, you're good, but... Um, <laughs> You know, cut that part out a little bit. <laughs> we'll try. We'll try. No worries. I mean, if we slip, we slip. But no, she slip. was. She was. She was exactly that. You know. Um, 
but you know and I, and I think you know Melissa's character was not a fan of the whole idea of Kim and Kimberly and her dad Clint getting together at all I think she was so hell but not for it <laughs> um, and stuff but you know Clint <laughs> wow. Jerry Vidorn he he he, he was leaving behind an amazing legacy through that soap and I think his other work, um, you know, and I know that he left a huge impact on the cast that he worked with on one of my Melissa Archer, Brie Williamson, um, Erica Slezak, um, Bob what, Woods. What, what did he do um, before the soap? Like I said, I believe he was on Guiding Light. Oh. Um, I'm not too sure. I'm not too familiar with his other work outside of One Life to Live. Um, okay. And whatnot. But, you know, I think he, he he's a great actor and I think he would have been really amazing in anything and everything that he did career-wise in acting. Um, yeah. You know, um, I really liked the dynamic between him and Bob Woods as brothers. Um, you know, because... Bob Woods is Bo. He was at times he had to act like he was the older brother when he was technically, I believe, the younger brother, and Clint's the older brother, and mm-hmm. uh, and you know, kind of set him on the right path in a sense, like a lot of siblings have to go through. Yeah. Um and whatnot. You know, what would you say some of your you know storylines that you liked that he did? Um. I didn't really pay attention to uh, to his stuff on there. <laughs> no worries, no worries. I mean, so all I know is that he was with Vicky, and that's all I really know. And he was he was also with Dorian for a time there too. Oh yeah, Claire. Yeah, with, I don't know. Uh, huh? He wasn't with Claire. He was with Dorian. Was he dating both of them at the same time? I don't think so. But the, you know, the dynamic between Dory and Vicky is that they were like best friends, but they were also arch enemies. So, you know, it's interesting to take that dynamic and then, you know, Vicky's ex-husband's now dating her best friend at times, who's also her, you know, nemesis, um, which causes, you know, dynamic and stuff. Yeah. Because it's like, because Vicky's brother, you know, was Todd and he got with Blair, which is... Um, Dorian's niece and uh, and stuff so it just kind of again the twists and the ties of the relationships of Landview you know crazy crazy storylines oh yeah no for sure you know because I mean you had Chris who Christian who was originally with Jessica who then ended up getting married to Natalie most Archer's character <laughs> and 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 whatnot so there's a lot of Re- rebounding, you know, relationships from one relative to the next. You know? Yeah. But every storyline on that show was, was good, even though there's a lot of storylines I, as a fan, didn't take to, per se. Like, I didn't like, but I enjoyed it. At the same time, if that makes any sense. I, uh, I liked the, all, all, the, all, the, all the kidnapping storylines. Mm-hmm. Oh, when Natalie was kidnapped. Yeah, when end. Natalie was kidnapped, yeah, and John had to go save her. Yeah. Yeah, when she was stuck in that cage, the bottom yeah. of the pit. Those are such hard, intense scenes, especially or, the. 
when well, she was, 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 was she um was she like um into like into like snow or something like that when it was like snowing and I think I think I, th- I thought he had I thought John had to go and get her out of snow or something. No, so there was a snowstorm. This was back in 2009 because Jared had just died and it had been like we'll say a couple months or so that passed, give or take. Because John was still technically with Marty, and Marty just lost their baby. You know, and, and Melissa's character Natalie was still in that mourning process for Jared, but and they were on their way to um, save Jessica because Jessica was kidnapped by her supposed father, (laughs) Mitch Lawrence. Yeah, Mitch. Yeah. yeah, And stuff. And to try to get revenge for him killing Jared. You know, and Brody, John, and Natalie got in a car accident. Brody ran off to try to go get help. The car was about to explode. John pulled Natalie out. Natalie had a um, what's the term I'm looking for? Um, like her, she hit her head, so she wasn't like all there. Um, mm. and so she started hallucinating about Jared, and and John was in quote Jared for those scenes, and it led to them kissing and, and stuff like that, and it, it sparked that reconnection. So in the end, you know, eventually John and Natalie rekindled their relationship, got back together, she got pregnant. They didn't know how to tell John, was contemplating what she was yeah. going to do. And then, you know, they, they had the baby and then came into question who's the baby daddy? Is it Brody? Is it John? You know, and, got and tested. Then, yeah. And then Marty ch- changed the test to make everyone think it was Brody's, which yeah. devastated their wedding. Well, like while you're, while you're, while you're like saying all this, I'm not remembering everything. Yeah, I have a good memory. It's like it's it like it's, it's it's bringing it's bringing back the memories of me watching it. Yeah, no, for sure, you know, and, and Clint played a big factor into that too, because that it was during that those wedding scenes that it was revealed that Rex was in fact his biological son. Hmm. And you know, from the get go, if we go back to 2003, Natalie had a brother that was adopted by Roxy. She was raised with. So it was like from the get go, they were brother and sister, but in full circle. And for full circle came around and revealed that they're biologically half siblings, which you know meant a lot to Natalie. Yeah. You know, so and you know, <clears throat> Jerry Vidoran's character Clint was all about business, about money, about his family, and he didn't treat Rex like he treated his other kids. He thought Rex was all about trying to take the money and all this and all that, and it's like. He didn't really care about the money. When he first came to Landview, much like Natalie, yeah, they were in it for the fortune, you know? And But through Natalie's character being around Vicky, Erica Slazak's character, she developed into a beautiful rose, we'll say. She came from, the, you know, this broken background, you know, where she wasn't really wanted and taken care of to then coming into this family, this dynamic where she had a father, a mother, multiple siblings you know and and learning to navigate and to learn to trust learn to be nice learn to love and all these different things that we got to see the, those those main characters influence on natalie you know and, and jerry Vidorn did a, had a massive part in that as his character clint who was who was that guy that was with Dor- doreen all the time oh yeah the- dorian or all the time 
that was uh, uh, Vickers. Um, oh, what's his name? first name? David Vickers. He yeah. Turned out, he turned out to be Bo's biological son from a previous relationship before yeah. they had Matthew. And I thought, I thought him and Clint was doing all the business stuff. At, no, at, at one point. No, Clint viewed Jared or not Jared, um, David Vickers as he viewed Rex. He thought he was stupid. Well, not that, but he, he thought it was <laughs> all about the money and stuff. And you know, David yeah. Vickers' history. I mean, yeah, he was he was about that, you know. But I think even through his character's <laughs> development and the relationships that he developed and stuff, he he wasn't all about that as time progressed. Mm-hmm. But you know, going back to to Clint, you know, he was during the whole wedding thing, you know. He tried to protect his family and what they would inherit from Rex and, and, and stuff. And it really, it blew up in his face. You know, yeah. Natalie was, was pissed off at her dad for keeping it from her and just in everyone in general that Rex was in fact her brother. One that they were raised as brother and sister, you know, and then to try to hide the fact that, you know, um, Ford may or may not have been Jessica's baby daddy to, uh, um, oh, what was her son's name? Because uh, there was baby Liam. I can't remember what they named their son. Um, was it Blake or Jake or something like that? No, I know that they both baby boys had the middle name Asa because they were both going to choose the name Asa for their their sons, but they they decided to flip the middle name, the original middle names to be the first name. So we have hmm. Liam Asa, and then we had something Asa. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm sure it come to me, just like Mitch Lawrence's name came to me, but <laughs> um, you know, so we got to see how all that kind of just blew up. You know, we got to see Vicky be enraged, like, "Are you serious? How could you do this?" You know, and then during that same process we saw john blow up at natalie natalie and jessica blowing up at each other well really more like Nat- jessica blowing up at natalie and then you know brody also you know because natalie tried to be like her dad and keep it the secret that you know no this is john's baby and not telling brody that it may or may not be his yeah or not telling her because she at the time thought it was brody's but she's like, no, I'm going to keep it a secret. This is John's baby. There's no offense much about it. You know, and then when the truth unraveled during that entire storyline, you know, it was the end of John and Natalie. It was the end of Brody and Jessica. And then what happened? Natalie and Brody got together because they thought they had a son together, which was a storyline I was totally not for. I could not stand them together. I mean, I get it because they thought they had a child together and they had they bonded over that. And so, yeah, it's understandable that you know feelings may or may not develop in that situation. But I just I think it 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 was it was a good storyline. But at the same time, it's like I don't want Natalie with Brody. I want her with John. Yeah. I think I think all the Jolie fans yeah, felt the same way. Yeah, and that's how I felt too. You know, and then I did feel bad for Brody though because at the end of the day he didn't have either of them as his sons. You know, Liam turned out not to be his, and then Jessica's son turned out to be Ford's. Yeah, I didn't. 
I didn't know too much about love at that at that time, but mm-hmm. I knew that John and Natalie really liked each other. Oh, they yeah. they 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 loved each other. I you know that's the beautiful thing is we got to see them. Yeah, I think they um, first they, meet. I think they might have still love each other now if they were in a storyline together. Uh, yeah, I I believe you know in my own we'll say fairyland of Landview. Mm-hmm. I believe that they are still happily together. They have more kids. Um, well, by this time, Liam and all the kids would be about teenagers, if not going into about college, give or take. So, you know, I'm sure that they would have had more kids and would have had that wedding that they so much deserved. And they should have, they should have ended wanting to live with that, with the wedding. Yeah, no, that would have been great to see. That would have been great. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but, um, just the whole, you know, storylines that Jerry Vidorn was in with, with the characters and the, the twists and the turns. Of how he was with Vicky, how he was with Dorian, how he was with Kimberly, and uh, you know, just he, he was also very he loved Matthew, Eddie yeah. Elderson's character. He was a good uncle to him, um, and stuff. And you know, we we as fans got to see really how family oriented not just the characters are, but how the cast became to be like a family and was a family. You know, so it's it, it's very understandable how his passing not only affected us as fans, but how much more it would have affected his castmates. Yeah. You know, especially those that really worked closely with him, which would have been Erica Slazak, Bob Woods, Melissa Archer, Jessica Aubrey Williamson, and... You know, and the, the little kiddos that played the grandkids of him and, and Vicky. Is there is there anyone like talking about him on social media right now? Um, I don't think as much just because it's it's been, you know, about two weeks since that news broke. But I think, mm-hmm. you know, everyone fans, castmates, his family, they're all having their own way of grieving and, and processing his loss. Um, yeah. you know. But, you know, at the end of the day, he, he, I would say he led an amazing life. I don't know the ins and outs of his life, but he led an amazing legacy in his amazing work that he did on, we'll say, Guiding Light, because he was on there for a long time, from what I've been told, and he, he did a good stint on One Life to Live. Um, and he had a huge impact on so many, many people, you know, his castmates, and his, the fans of One Life to Live. Yeah. And and everything. You know, I think so. I think on a on a higher note, we should talk about Josh Kelly going to GH. Yeah, you know, on that topic. And poor Charles. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm I'm glad to see another One Life to Live cast members going over to General Hospital. I, you know, these days don't really watch General Hospital just because my life doesn't fit into watching soaps like it used to. But I am glad that, you know, they are continually bringing in and and casting, you know, One Life to Live cast members, whether it's them coming into a new role or reprising a 
already existing character that just needs a replacement. Yeah. Um, you know, just like, you know, we've seen with other people on General Hospital, you know, they replace Kristen Alderson's character, you know, um, and, and stuff, you know, um, they, so, they, they just had a, a big milestone, did they? Yeah. Fifth, what was it? The 15,000th episode that they just filmed? Yeah. That's massive, you know, and I, I I'm, I'm happy for that soap because again, a lot of our soaps aren't around anymore. There's only four remaining and General Hospital is the last one on ABC. So for them to hit that milestone is definitely one to be blessed for because, you know, at any given time, ABC, CBS, and all those other networks that have our remaining soaps, they can choose at any moment to pull the plug. Just like they did unexpectedly with One Life to Live and All My Children. Yeah. Um, it was like boom, boom. And, you know, which put a huge missing platform and dent and hole in the hearts of the fans and the, the cast. It put them out of jobs. You know? Yeah. You know? Especially with this whole like COVID 19 stuff going on. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that, that, have been implemented we'll say in regards to them returning back to set and what regulations they needed needed taken like precautions I, I, and stuff i know like i know um young and restless had like sets go to their homes and mm-hmm. to get them in their homes and stuff yeah i mean it wouldn't surprise me i mean we've seen melissa do similar things because on her one of her most recent we'll say also current projects here to there, you know, they had to do their skits from home. They did it through like a yeah. Zoom type setup, you know, with David A. Gregory um, and uh, and stuff, you know, and uh, oh, what's his first name? The guy that took over uh, um, as Blair's son. I can't remember his first name, but his, name, his last name is like Trichetta or something like that. You know, he's also part oh, of that, you yeah. know, and they had to, you know, they had to do it from home, you know, yeah. which is awesome because, you know, yeah. during that process, it was a huge transition for everybody worldwide. It's like, how are we going to continue to film, you know, so they had to find different avenues and, you know, Zoom or something along those lines was available and they, they, they used it and it worked. Yeah. And I sound like. It's uh, it's it's crazy how how shows really made it all work like mm-hmm. during this rough time. Yeah, well, I think a lot of a lot of it also contributed to the people having to get tested before they returned to set to make sure that they were negative. Um, and of course, trying to navigate you know that six feet distance apart, which can and work. Soaps. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it can work, but it can't, especially when it comes to the more intimate type of scenes. Um, yeah, like I was I was thinking that they would put like two people in one scene mm. and have them like six feet apart. And I was like, man, that, that would that'd be kind of stupid if they did that. Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand. If it's like, a, um, it's like if they're in a bar or a cafe, like then especially it's Especially in like, like a, especially like in a like, kissing scene or something. Yeah, I think with that, they would have had to... won't be able to do it. Well, I mean, as as long as people were 
tested, tested prior yeah. to those scenes. Granted, I don't know the ins and outs of how they transversed those types of scenes, but they made it work. Um, as you know, whenever I can, I'll, I'll catch General Hospital or the other soaps on TV if I if I'm home or whatever the case may be, or I'll catch it on YouTube. Um, and whatnot, you know, but it is interesting to see how the world had to adjust to those new scenes and how to film them and everything. Yeah. You know, so, but again, you know, going back to the Josh Kelly thing, I think it's great that he's joining the cast. It's going to bring a lot of new hype to the soap. Um, hopefully, some new good storyline. Um, Do you think he'll be coming in as Cutter or no? Probably not. Just because, you know, ABC and Prospect Park own the rights to those characters. Yeah. Um, you know, I would think if... The way I look at it is if ABC is willing to reboot All My Children, I don't know if that's still in the works or not, but I know there's talks about it and stuff like that. If they can do that, I, I would hope and, and, and believe that they would bring back One Life to Live because they were both huge, iconic soap operas that were on for 40 plus years. It is something that is generational. You know, my great-grandfather mm-hmm. was a huge fan of, of One Life to Live. And I did not know that um, when I was growing up. So, you know, you take... That's four-generation difference from my great-grandfather to my grandmother to my mom and then to me, you know. Um, so, I, my family has always been into soaps, and it, you know, and hopefully soap operas will continue to be on whenever I have kids because my kids will be brought up on watching those soaps. Yeah, and you know, like some, like how you said, they're all like generational, like, mm-hmm. like, 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 um, like, um, Full House, Fuller House, you know, yeah. doing their thing and mm-hmm. like, that's a raven turning to Raven's home. Like yeah. They, she has her kids on there now and yeah you know and I think it's know. great that they're you know they're rebooting or recreating spinoffs from original shows um, whether it's from Disney or, or you know shows that were on other networks and then putting them on different platforms like yeah. Full, Fuller House you know um, which you know um, was a good show um, yeah and whatnot but you know One Life to Live We'll always have a legacy. We'll always have us as fans. You know, I always, from time to time, go back and watch storylines and that people have, you know, been able to upload over the the years. That's what I was doing this morning. I was, you know, reliving some of the storylines of One Life to Live and and uh, just trying to reminisce. You know, since we were gonna come on and talk about One Life to Live, you know, I like yeah. to go back and reminisce, especially with the storylines that Melissa Archer did. Um, she she was just talented in everything the good, the bad, the pretty, the ugly you know, there was a lot of hard scenes that she had to film um, that were sometimes emotional, sometimes she would, her character would be stuck in the most chaotic, crazy um, situations, you know but she just was really talented like everybody especially Jerry Devorn uh, Vadorn and he's missed he will ever forever you know be live on through his work and through those that he impacted yeah um so 
Yeah, we will. We will talk uh, mostly about Melissa Archer stuff, and mm-hmm. but it, it will be. It, um, we will still talk about you know soap um, related stuff. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll do a, a vast majority of Melissa Archer and her projects and um, what she's done, what she's currently doing, and if she's currently doing anything, of course, and. Uh, you know, yeah. any future projects that she has on the horizon that, you know, we learn about. And, you know, all things soaps. I try to always keep most Archer fans, like, you know, uh, open to the topics of um, soap operas, cast members from One Life to Live, what they're currently doing. But, of course, the, the focus will, has been, always will be, most Archer and her projects. You have, um, you have a group page on Facebook. Of, of this, right? Of your um, fan site? Yeah, so there's a Facebook group for Most Archer fan site. There's a f- Facebook page oh for Most Archer fan site. There's a Twitter for Most Archer fan site. There's an Instagram. There is a website. A, b- a blog. <laughs> yeah, there's a we- there's a website. The The domain is down at the moment, but um, I'm working to get that back up. But, cool. um, yeah. And we can add the podcast stuff to it. Yeah, I definitely got to get on there and do some editing and, and all that. So, cool. Updates will be coming to that soon. What uh, what will we talk about in the next episode? I f- would like to probably touch on what Melissa has previously done over the last couple of years, just because a lot of people may not have know what she's previously done, uh, especially in like the the past couple of years um, and whatnot. So I think it'd be good to touch on that. Some. Cool. Yeah. I, I'm all for it. I'm glad to be here with you to do it, and um, I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else, to be honest. Same. No, you know, <laughs> you through, you know, that's one thing that I, I, for me, I've been so blessed with is not only being able to, you know, start a fan page that's dedicated to my favorite actress of all actors and actresses, but to be able to build a foundation. You know, and to be able to build friendships with other fans of hers, you know, and that's one beautiful thing that has come from that, you know. Um, yeah. And I'm very, very thankful for that. Yeah, because we've been friends for like like 10, 11 years or something like that. Yeah. 12 years. It's, it's been a long time, you know. It's been a long time. It has, <laughs> you know. It's, it's, <laughs> and, and soap opera years have probably been like a, over like two decades but in, yeah. in, in real time you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's been probably since 2010 2011 yeah so 10 11 years uh yeah because i mean 2010 to 20 20s 10 years so uh, most archer fan sites been almost around for 13 years dang yeah, it's a long time. I started it when I was 18, which is in- insane. But, you know, again, I've... No, I was 17. I was 17. I correct myself. I was 17 when I started it. And then I met Melissa that following year when I was 18. Um, hmm. And so, so, you know, this has been definitely a big part of my life from my late teens to now my, you know, going into my almost my 30s, which is which is insane. But it's, it's a beautiful blessing as well in so many different ways that you guys wouldn't be able to imagine but I'm thankful you know for you know that you know I have the support of Melissa herself some of her family and you know a good portion of her fans you know and 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 everything I'm very very blessed because of that 
Yeah. And why not? But stay tuned for our next podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys so much for supporting Melissa Archer on her platforms. You guys can find her at MelissaArcher.com underscore or at underscore Melissa Archer on Twitter and Instagram and her Facebook page, the Melissa Archer Facebook page. Um, her website. And, yeah, MelissaArcher.com. And then yeah. um, she's on Cameo. If you guys have not done that, I think you should. Um, she's very, she's the nicest person I have ever met. She's so genuine and kind. I absolutely love her and adore her. Like, I, if I could hang out with any celebrity for a date, it would be her. Like, yeah, hands down. me too. Go get some coffee, you know, maybe get some tacos. Watch some soaps. Yeah, I mean. Eat some tacos. <laughs> just live the day with Melissa Archer and see what it's like in her world and what she typically does, I think would be cool. I know she's a big techie and so am I, so it w- I would love to learn how to jailbreak from her, if, if anything, um, and stuff. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for watching. We will catch you guys next time. Let us know how you like this podcast. and uh, um, yeah, Make everything. sure to rate us five stars and Bear Podcast Network. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys have a great day, and we'll catch you guys next time. Yeah, sounds good. Bye. Bye, guys. Hey, most Archer fans, welcome to the first official, unofficial podcast episode one, where me and Jordan, your host, Brittany and Jordan, discuss... One Life to Live, Most Archer, and remember Jerry Verdorn. I do want to put in a disclaimer that Most Archer did not join One Life to Live in 2003, but rather 2001, and that is my mistake. Thank you. <laughs>